0: Amen, yeah. Good, powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. Good to see you all this morning. I uh, had a little prayer time in the the first service, and we'll do an abbreviated time here. Um, But I think that's a great prayer, for one, that we will always be asking for God to fill us more of the Holy Spirit, fill us more. So... Maybe that's your prayer as we pray, just God, fill us more. Um, See, part of my message is you you can't really do what God's called you to do if you don't let him fill your spirit first. He's got to fill you with love. He's got to fill you with worth. He's got to fill you with all this stuff that we seek in so many other areas of our life. He's got to fill us. So may the Holy Spirit fill us this morning. how many of you would say just by a show of hands and I want to pray want to pray together, but I also am asking people to hold up their hands so that you can see them and you can pray for them through the week too um, don't have to hold up your hand you're not less spiritual if you don't hold up your hand uh, but if you would say, Rob, um, I am in need of some healing physically physical." Healing of my body. How many of you would say that's what you need this morning? Raise your hand. Yeah, keep your hands up. Cool. Get a good mental picture. I going to pray. I want to pray for you on just a second. All right, put your hands down. That's a lot. That's a lot. If you would say, Rob, um, my hand will go up on this one as well. Um, I'm in need of some healing emotionally. We all need it. We could all put our hands up. But go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. If you uh, if you say yeah, emotionally, because you know there are just some days. That uh, you just feel everything triggers you. I'm like, I'm mad. I don't even know I'm mad, but I'm mad. Don't talk to me like that. (laughs) Yeah, just emotionally. Um, But we'll pray for that. And then how many would say, um, this one's a little more vulnerable, that I need uh, just a little extra measure of hope this morning, feeling a little hopeless? Yeah. Good. Thanks for being open. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's pray for those things, and then we'll, we'll jump in here. I, there's so many things going through my mind, but when I see hands like that, it reminds me, I say this often, you don't know what people are going through. People are going through way more than meets the eye. And so when it comes to the series, we're starting love or judgment, uh, that's another great reason why not to judge. You don't know people's backstory. You don't know their backstory. And... Uh, I just want us to remember that there's, there's a lot going on More than meets the eye So may we continue to pray for one another All right, let's pray God, we thank you um, That you are a God that we can come to And that is a most powerful God But also is a God that is love um, Father, I pray that you would bring healing Physical healing on those who need it today And that you would heal them, Father We would ask that you do that in the most powerful name that you've given us. That's your son, Jesus. So in Jesus' powerful name, would you bring healing physically? God, in Jesus' powerful name, would you bring healing emotionally, starting with me? Would you help us to be as healthy as we can be so that we can love as much as you've given us the capacity to love? Father, for those that need extra measure of hope this morning, you are the wellspring of life and of hope and miraculous. And I pray that you would just bring and infuse some hope and an extra measure of faith today, that we would trust you no matter where we find ourselves, God, that you are a good God. And we just ask for more of your Holy Spirit. Just fill us, God. Fill us more of your Holy Spirit. And continue to have your way during this time. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. And everybody said amen, amen. Good looking crew this morning out here. I like looking at you. I might just do that the rest of the time. That would be awkward, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, how about them wildcats last night? Woo! I wanted to see who was with me and who was really spiritual. Stephen, thank you, thank you. Oh, they look good. That's exciting. Okay, but enough of that. Uh, I got a joke for you. I was listening to, uh, Lysandra actually sent me a, a video clip of a message. I was listening to it, and he had a joke, at the, one of the jokes at the beginning. Uh, and uh, now that I set up as a joke, I, it's not, not as funny, but I was walking to the furniture store the other day, because <laughs> I like to do that, uh, going to the furniture store looking for a sofa, and the furniture salesman said, uh, this sofa you're looking at, it will, it will sit five people, no problem. And I thought, oh, shoot, where am I going to find five people with no problems? <laughs> I know, it's semi-good. Uh, but I got to thinking about this message series, and I thought, that is it. Because there's nobody that is without problems. And these problems cause us to judge everybody. And your problem is always way more worse than my problem. That's just how we do it. And so we're looking at this series starting today, To Love or To Judge. And I will say this, uh, we'll look at a passage in just a second. We're going to look at a lot of passages. Um, But I will say this, um, and this is directed to me. Because I think of myself oftentimes, not all the time, but I think of myself often as a very loving, open, tolerant person. And then, uh, so, so if you're not careful, you can, you know, like, to love, oh, yeah, yeah, that's easy, to love. Next series, Rob. And, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, we know that. But I want to say this to me and to us. If you think you're really loving, you're not doing that great at it. Rob. If you think you're really good at it, we're really not doing that great of a job of. it. And that hurts because I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I can go in a lot of justifications and explanations. But it's just, it's just true because the whole command, this thing of love that God teaches us in the scripture, it is the main thing. But it is one of the hardest things. And certainly in our culture, we live in an era that is hostile to love. I have never in my lifetime um, experienced experienced the hostility and the division and the polarization like our culture is today. And it, nobody has seen this before. And I remember even, we're, we're not a church that gets political, but even in the political arena, you know, back in the day, before I even voted, I wasn't that involved in the political system, but you, even though candidates disagreed and you thought the other's idea was not good, they didn't call each other nasty names, it wasn't like this nasty evil rhetoric and everybody's evil and nasty and, and and that's what we're up against today and I'm just reminded of this series as we go into this series we are not up our battle is not against flesh and blood it's against principalities and powers and authorities and the enemy is doing a fabulous job of making us go at each other not recognizing that he's just making this great divisive thing and we're we're just fighting each other. And so Jesus comes along and says, How's that going for you all? Rob, how's that going for you? How's it going as a country? How's it going as a world? And I think the powerful thing, I've heard this and it's so true. If you're, well, let me say this, if you're tempted to hear the message and say, Oh, yeah, I've heard this message before, that's a common message. I'm going to ask you not to dismiss it, but to actually lean into it a little bit more. Because this is what I've heard, I love this, because love is both Christianity 101, so we've heard it, very simple, and it is Christianity PhD, you never graduate from this class. So if you think, oh yeah, Chuck, I've got that one down, you don't, I don't, because I think that sometimes, isn't that good, isn't that so nice of me, and I think, oh, I'm pretty good, good." Uh, but I don't have it down, you don't have it down. And so that's the challenge. And um, there's a passage that's kind of the theme passage of the series, Matthew 7, verses 1 through 5. Jesus is talking. This is towards the end of the Sermon on the Mount. He says, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And the measure that you use, it will be measured to you. Now, I don't pretend to know all that Scripture's trying to say, but I think part of it is like Jesus said, hey, don't judge. And if you judge, you will be judged in the way that you're judging. And on Judgment Day, there'll be a recording of all of your judgments, and it will be used against you. So don't judge. That's the heart of Jesus. And I will say this. I don't want to be too hard on us or Christianity or Christendom as a whole, but I will say some Christians... Have found that judging is part of Christianity. They think that's part of Christianity. They think the job. Of a Christian, now listen to me. Let me say this. i back up. I'll back up. Uh, so, over the next several weeks, well, this is a nuanced subject. I realize that we're not going to cover everything in one session. Um, so, we'll look at several more things and some nuanced things. But some Christians think the call to love uh, is really to be a judge because we're the Christians and we know what's right and we're the moral police and we're going to tell the world what's right. Matter of fact, the world would be a lot better if we could just make the laws and make everything go. And I would say, how well has that happened in history? Bad. It's been bad. People have been killed in the name of Jesus. It's the most evil thing I can think of. And it's religion. It's called religion. Christians killing Muslims because of religion. (laughs) This is so crazy. People being burned at the stake because they're a heretic. Now, I'll ask you this, who's more of a heretic? The person that doesn't believe this theological piece or the person that's burning them because they don't believe the correct theological piece? So we haven't done that good in the past. And I will say this, the thing that really sparks my passion on this is Jesus came and says, hey, I know, I know. I know how the world is. And I know what you're like, but I'm telling you, This is what will transform the world. Now go and do it. And God is still looking, continue looking for people who will join him in this. And so just real quick, a couple of definitions I think will help um, that I've heard that I like. Love is this, and we'll look at more definitions here in a second. Love is ascribing worth to another at the cost to yourself. That's love. Uh, so think of our great example of Jesus. Um, you had such great worth that it cost him his life. He laid down his life for you because he loves you. And because you have great worth. Uh, that's love. Now, judge judgment, the reason judging is so critical is it's the opposite of love. It ascribes worth to oneself. At the cost of another. Did you see? They're disgusting. They are a disgusting human being. Can you believe they think? Here's a good litmus test. Anytime you think, can you believe they think that? Be careful. <laughs> You're on thin ice right there. Can you believe that? I can't imagine. They're so sick. They're just evil. They're just evil people. Now, we can often do evil things, but keep it in a category of people not that way, but the thing that is done is that way. And that's the part that we gotta be careful. So judgment is a worth to yourself at a cost to another. The cable news shows are all about judgment. So look at a particular cable, uh, you know what they are. Look at one particular cable network. They're judging everybody that thinks differently than them. Then you turn it over here. They're judging everybody that thinks different of them. It's just one big judgment ball of, of conversation. But the bottom line in this series is we are called to love with the same love that God has loved us with. That is the, really the bottom line over the next five weeks. We're called to love with the same love that God has called that loves us. Um, when we judge, we become a parasite of worth we suck the worth off of others because we really don't feel good about ourselves so we're just trying to feel better about ourselves so I'll suck the worth out of you so that I will feel better and so it's such an important time of our world that you have we have to be intentional not to give in to the powers and principalities that are trying to make us at odds with one another and it doesn't mean that You have to believe everything the same. It doesn't mean that you have to be best friends. That's not what we're talking about. But our call is to to love because every person is made in the image of God. And our job as Jesus followers is to agree with God that every human being is made in the image of God and God loves them because he gave his life up for them. So this morning, I want you to know this. No matter where you come in your relationship with God or or no relationship with God, if you find yourself not believing in God or you're mad at God or whatever it is, I hope that you'll set that aside just for a minute so that you can hear just how much God loves you. Just set your brain aside so you can just soak in the love of God. I think part of our judgment, and we know this, um, the subtle demonic pool that's working against us, the church to a large degree has gotten sucked up in it too. Um, we've kind of joined the screaming match in the world. But what happens, I've seen this in most religious, religious places, is um, we don't think judging is that big a thing because our sins aren't that great. Um, I'll show you what I mean. Uh, You know, you might lie here. You might worship something here that's a little too much value. You might gossip here. You might slander, speak evil against someone. Eh. But those sins over here that I don't struggle with, those are the biggies that will condemn you to hell. You know what's so funny? Speaking of judgment. Glad you asked. <laughs> this is not on my notes. But what's so funny is the people that love to judge, they never want to start with their own sin. How about, what if we throw in the prison everybody that doesn't give financially? Oh, oh, no, that's not. What if we put in the prison everybody that gossips? What if we put in the prison everybody that lies, living a white lie? Or just eats too much. Their gluttonous. Or or let's put them in the prison. No, 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 we don't need to do that. But those other people we need to put in the prison. And I think that's the whole point of judging is we look at everybody else's stuff and maximize it. And we look at our stuff and minimize it. And Jesus is saying, did we read that part? We didn't didn't read the rest of that. Verse 3, sorry, thank you, Sammy. Jesus is saying this in Matthew 7. He says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye? And you pay no attention to this big old plank in your own eye. Why do you do that? Well, I can tell you why I do it because it makes me feel better. But here's the thing. I think what Jesus is trying to get us to say is this. Think of yourself, of your own stuff as the major stuff. And everybody else's stuff is minor. Because when you do that, you will have an attitude of humility and you won't judge because you'll be so focused on, man, God, help me in this area. Help me in this area. Help me with this area, God. Amen. So that humility is a huge piece of not judging. It freezes a judgment if I look at myself in that way. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good about being loving until I started paying attention a little bit more to what goes on in my brain. <laughs> yeah, it's not good, people. It's not good. Um, you know, I can be at the gym, or I can be at the gas station, or I can be at the grocery store. I may not say anything outwardly, so we think we're, real, we're doing good. But Jesus reminds us, hey, you might not do it physically. And when you do things physically, certainly there are more consequences because it's physical. But what you think between your ears is just as bad as what you do outwardly. So you might not say it, but Rob, the gossip column that you got going on in your mind, that's what I'm talking about. The gossip column that you got going in your mind, that's what he's talking about. So I'm, I'm right there with you, and that's why it is Christianity 101 and Christianity PhD, because that gossip column likes to go and go and go. Let's look at what love is. Brent did a great job last week of preaching on it. That agape love, look what it looks like. And, and he said that love is a person. The Bible says that God is love. That is what love is. So 1 John three 16, we're going to look at several verses right in a row. John says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. You want to know what love is? Lay down your life for your brothers and sisters. Yeah, but but, but and I know I want to do all the butts, too. This is lay down your life for your brother, or sister. Friend or enemy. Lay down your life for them. First John 3:11. For this is the message you heard from the beginning. This is the message we should love one another. First John 4:21. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. The Bible says it's a contradiction to say that you love God, but not to be a loving person. You can't do it. It's a lie. 1 Corinthians 16, 14, Paul says, do everything in love. Do everything in love. This is a significant one here. Here's what I would encourage us. If you can't do it in love, please don't do it don't do it. So you can do a good thing in a wrong way and it'd be wrong. If you can't do it in love, please don't do it. Um, If you can't have the conversation in love, don't have the conversation. If you can't have the debate in love, don't have the debate or let them talk and you just listen. I don't know. or, Or set your own boundaries. There's boundaries that can be set too. That's loving as well. Uh, But if you can't do it in love, the number one goal in any conversation in a relationship is show the person that you love them by listening to them and respecting them and being humble towards them. So if you can't do it in love, don't do it. And I know some people, you know people like this, nobody here, of course, but you know people like this that are like, uh, well, I'm just opinionated. That's just who I am. And I want to say, well, just shut up because nobody cares about your opinion. Nobody wants to know your opinion. Matter of fact, your opinion usually is really judgmental. So just zip it, would you? I don't say that, but in my mind, I'm thinking that. <laughs> uh, and so I think that's really important. Like, okay, but is it loving? Oh, I'm just, oh, I just tell it like it is. Okay, but is it loving? Because if it's not loving, you'd be better off just keeping it to yourself. That's the number one, pr- that's the bullseye of the kingdom is to do everything in love. Colossians three fourteen, Paul says this, Oh, sorry, did I miss one? Ephesians 5.2. Yes, I sure did. Ephesians 5.2. And walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Walk in the way of love like Jesus. That's what Jesus did. Here's what I love about this profound yet simple message. If you are breathing this morning, it's a good time to love. If you have a heartbeat, it's a good time to love. You never have to worry whether you should love somebody or not. In the kingdom of God, it's never a choice. It's never a decision. We are to love people. That's the call that God has put on us as followers of Jesus. 1 Peter 4 verse 8 says, Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sin. I will say this. Doctrine is important. Theology is important. Having a healthy Church that is running efficiently is important. Studying the Bible is important. But above all those things, clothe yourself in love. Those are all important. But the number one thing is clothe yourself in love. It's the bullseye of the kingdom. Colossians 3.14, Paul says this, And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity, The most important message is this love, and yet I feel like at times it's the most ignored message. Because sometimes uh, I know, I know how it comes across. and it's like, yeah, Rob, love, 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 love. That's what you talk about, love. That's kind of liberal. Isn't that even liberal? Are you being political? And and what we need is good doctrine. Uh, And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, we do need good doctrine. But above all, put on love. God is love and everything that is done is done in love. God exists in love. The Trinity of God, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, it is a love relationship. And it shows us the call on our life and how we can participate. So I'm gonna look at real quickly, uh, John 17. There's a beautiful prayer that Jesus prays right before he's gonna be arrested and crucified. John chapter 17, starting in verse 20. Listen to the language Jesus is praying to God the Father. My prayer is not for them alone, just the disciples that he was around. My prayer is not just for these disciples. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, which is us, that all of them may be one, Father, just as, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. May we all be flowing in each other so that the world will know that you sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, Father. I am giving them the glory that you gave me. What's the glory? We'll look at it in a second. That they may be one as we are one, I and them and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and I've loved them even as you have loved me. Saying, God, may the love that flows in this trinity, may it flow within them so that they can love the world and you will be glorified in this world by the love that they express, the love of Jesus. Um, Verse 26 says this in the same passage, I have made you known to them, Jesus is still praying, I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. And we'll look at real quick the glory of God. What is the glory of God? John 12, verses 27 and 28 says this. Jesus, again, this is before he would be crucified. Now my soul is troubled and what shall I say? Shall I say, Father, save me from this hour? no. Now, later on in the Garden of Gethsemane, he does ask the, Father, if this is possible, please let this cup pass for me. But right says, what am I going to do? Am I going to say, Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason that I came to this hour. This hour in the Gospel of John is talking about the crucifixion. It is for this very reason that I came, and Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, I have glorified it and will glorify it again. And then verse 32 through 33 says this. And I, when I am lifted up, Jesus says, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show, show the kind of death he was going to die. There's a couple of meetings going on. He's saying, yes, I'm going to be crucified. But as you lift me up, I will draw people to myself. And so the hour is about the crucifixion. So on the cross, Jesus displays the character of the Father, and it's this self-sacrificial love. It's giving his life up. He said, that's who God is. You want to know who God is? It's a God who gives up himself and lays his life down. That's the character of God, that he is other-oriented love. He does everything for others in love. And when you put that display, when you put that love on display, you're actually glorifying God. How do you glorify God? God. It's this other-oriented love. When we shine the way God shines, we're glorifying God. When we love the way that God loves, we're glorifying God. When we sacrifice the way that Jesus sacrifices, we're glorifying God. When we love our enemies like Jesus loved his enemies, we're glorifying God. When we notice people who aren't noticed by others, we're glorifying God. The call of the church is to shine God's love. That's the purpose for everything that the world may know him. I I want us to know this this morning. I don't know everybody's story. I wish I did, because I love hearing people's story. But this morning, I just want all of us to know, for some, maybe this is more significant. I want all of us to know that um, you could not be more loved by God than you already are. You say, Rob, well, you don't understand my life. I, I may not, but it doesn't make a difference of God's love for you. You are more loved than God will ever love you. You're more loved than you ever know that you're loved. And the whole goal is for that love to get into my spirit so that from this love of God in my spirit, it will flow out and I will love you because I'm so filled up. But when this love of God is not in my spirit, I look to all kinds of things to fill me up that did not lead to life and oftentimes hurts a lot of people. And so you, are, you cannot be more loved by God than you are loved. You are the object of God's love. That's what, that's what this gospel is all about. No matter who you are, what you've done, it, God loves you. You can put as many butts in front of it as you want. It does not matter. But love is a relationship. And so it's not a one-way street. Any kind of love is a relationship. You have to say yes to this relationship. You have to say yes. You have to submit your life to this God who loves you. And when you say yes, you actually get to participate in the love of God in this world. And so, whatever your reasons may be for not believing in God, I hope that you just let this beautiful God love on you today. And then you can participate in the nature of God. And we've all been called to glorify God in the way that we love. And so, I want us, as we get ready to close, if you would, just do a little exercise with me by closing your eyes or getting undistracted, just real quickly. I want you to think about this, and I want you to do this at least once this week. Um, because this, this is kind of a, an imagination exercise to help God love on you. What I want you to think of is, think of someone, or maybe it's a pet, Um, that could be it too. And I'm not trying to be funny, but think of someone, uh, think of a person you have the most affection for right now. And you don't have to tell anybody, it's not a competition. You don't have to say, I should say my spouse, but it's my kid. Don't worry about that. It's just think of who you have the most affection for right now. Whoever comes to mind, Think think about them as vividly as possible and feel the affection that you have towards them. How do you feel towards them? When was the last time you saw them and when was the last little love verse that you had for them? And lock that in. Now replace the person you're thinking of with you and let God take your place and let God look at you like you were looking at that loved one. And here's the beauty of God. Right when we think we know how much God loves us, we don't, because his love is 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times greater than ours. And I'm telling you, church, if you think it's too good to be true, I pray that you would trust God more than your damaged brain this morning. (laughs) If you're like, that's too good to be true, I just want you to just not trust that thought because it's more than good. So at least once this week, do that exercise. And then um, if you want a little bit more assignment, just at least once this week, spend time with Jesus. Let him love on you, maybe you can do that exercise. Um, The second thing I want you to do is to bless people, to love people. So wherever you find yourself, if you're at work or at the gym, Or the gas station, um, instead of judging people or instead of thinking whatever, um, they're going to cut me in this line. Just bless them. They're at the DMV. Linda, we know God needs a a lot of, we need a lot of help at the DMV. Uh, That's a lot of people lose their Christianity. (laughs) Uh, So maybe you're in line. And instead of what you normally think of about that person, just bless them. In your mind, now if God prompts you to bless them outwardly, do that. But in your mind, just say, I don't know what their story is, but I'm gonna pray for them right now. Because that's not using my go-to, my default. My default is just like sizing them up. And then the last thing is, maybe you can do that this morning, is pick one or two people um, that are the hardest people for you to love and pray for them this week. (laughs) And agree with God they are a person worth him dying for. Nobody said it was an easy message. It's just, it's, it's the message. So let's pray together and then we'll close out with a song and um, be dismissed. God, thank you for being love. God, thank you um, that you have forgiven me, that you've forgiven us. Thank you for drawing us to yourself to submit our life to you. God, I pray if there's anybody here this morning that has not said yes to your love and to a relationship with you that you would just lead them to say yes today, God. And I pray you just continue to help us, continue to transform our minds as we go this week that we would love and bless and not judge. May we be particularly aware of what's going on in our brains. God, we need you. We can't do this without you. And um, I'm still crazy enough to think that there's a group of people called Next Chapter along with other churches that are crazy enough to think that you can transform the world with your love. So help us to do that. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. There'll be prayer ministers up here. If you want to pray with someone. if you wanna come up and just pray on your own, feel free to. Uh, this may be a good time to think of the one or two people that are the hardest <laughs> for you to love and uh, pray for them during the song, I don't know. But let's stand together and close out with the song. Um, one last thought as you go. I think of real estate with this. Um, sometimes we think our house is worth more than it is, but it's only worth what someone will pay for it, right? That's what makes it what it's worth. And so when it comes to Jesus, uh, you know how much that you're worth is it cost him his life. So that's how much you're already loved. It's already been paid. So just remember that as you go out, may we find our fullness in his, in his spirit as we go. God, we thank you for this day. As we leave here, God, fill our spirits with your spirit. Thank you that you are love. And I pray that all that we're looking for and longing for, you will touch and put in us so that we can continue to be in this dance with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and your love would come on earth as it is in heaven. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day. See you next Sunday.